It's gonna be a good day It is a Choose Your Own Adventure podcast, just in case you don't remember. I hope that you do by now. Well, me too. You know, repetition is key. Yeah. Uh, I definitely can't start the podcast in any other way, because it just, <laughs> I get in the wrong headspace. It, it really feels unnatural. Me. It's like the OCD part of me that's like we have to. Well, you know, it's like you're just used to starting off on the right foot, and then if you started off on the left foot, everything would just be wrong. Correct. It wouldn't be right. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I hear you. Yeah, so hey, um, surprise, surprise, I'm Eric. I'm Chad. And uh, we're here for another rousing Choose Your Own Adventure adventure. Yeah, I... Rousing? Ooh, how about spooky? Spooky, definitely. Um, Suspicious and scary and haunted and horrible and heinous. Yeah, so we're getting... I mean, it's almost fall, This is true, yes. And, um... You know, there's a lot of things I love about fall. I love Pumpkin spice lattes. I love pumpkin spice lattes. Not in excess, but occasionally as a special treat. Uh, I love baking in the fall. I love taking walks outside. And I love Halloween. This is Halloween, but not yet because it's not Halloween. I love uh, leaves and playing in leaves. Yeah. And the sweet, crisp, cool fall air. And I love wearing jackets. Yep, yep. I cannot wait for it to not be 90 degrees. I know. Like, I can't wait to pull out my plethora of jackets from the closet. Yes, and some sweaters. (gasps) Sweaters, I almost forgot about cardigans. Yes, you can't forget about those. Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. So, wonderful things are in store in the future, uh, including this book. Can you tell that we're in Kansas and we're just, like, so over summer? (laughs) It's been months. Roasting and dying, and I'm sure other people have it worse, but whatever. I can't wait for those like four magical weeks when it's a moderate temperature before it gets freaking cold. <laughs> That'll be a great month. I'm super stoked. Oh man. Uh, okay, so now we're excited about fall. Let's get excited. So, I, all of that to say, you know, this book I feel like is leaning into like the Halloween, you know, kind of aspect spooky, of fall that we like vibes of yeah. fall yeah. Yeah. yeah oh maybe we should do like a small featurette of like spooky choose your own adventure books leading up to halloween oh that's an interesting thought so like we'll do like three like three podcasts in a row of like of, like spooky scary of, like, stories spooky, scary stories well hopefully we have three books of spooky scariness I mean, there's only 185 Tushar and Adventure books, so I'm sure we could... Fine, we'll get our hands on some of them. It's good. We haven't been to the library in a year. Oh, interesting. How did you know that there were 185 Choose Your Own Adventure books, Chad? Because I did my homework. Well, just so you all know, this is Choose Your Own Adventure number 185 (laughs) that we're reading today. And it is called Escape from the Haunted Warehouse. And uh, Anson Montgomery wrote this one. It is from the Lost Archives, so I don't exactly know what that means, but it sounds epic. Yeah. Uh, 
It's like that one by Deborah LeMay Goodman. Yeah, the unicorn one. Yeah. yeah. I liked that one the second time. <laughs> yeah, the first time was a bit of a disappointment. Let's see if we can nail this book the first time. Yeah. Shall oh, we? I'm, I'm into it. All right, but well. But I think we better, we better do this one together if we're going to try to escape. That's true. If we have any hope of escaping, it is as the one, the only, Cherick. That was that just was like good. a chorus of angels have come was... to aid us on our haunted adventure. Oh, man. We're <laughs> going to need all the celestial help we can get. I kind of got the tingles, you know? A little bit. A little I bit could of ting- be the room. Tingles. It might. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> Weird. Okay. So let's uh, let's uh, just dive dive in because I can't think of a better word right now. Bust in? We're going to bust in. We're going to ghost bust in this bitch. <laughs> Who are you going to call? Cherk. That's it. <laughs> Okay, see you on the flip side. Can I just tell you, Eric? Uh, sure. Uh, I am relating to this book on multiple levels. Yeah. Like. No, I hear you. Like, like I'm, I'm there. Like I'm, I'm just, I'm there. You know. It's like, like there's this one level that you're relating to, and then, and then there's then like was, a whole other level. It's like. Like above it. Like I'm incepting this book. You know what I mean? It's like a dream within a dream within a dream within. You know, like but every within, time. within like real life and, and yeah. what you experience. Right. It's yeah. Like a, it's like a dream. It's like a life dream. Yes. Whoa. I'm just saying like. <laughs> bro. You're relating to the protagonist who is us. Yeah. Perfect. Nailed it. It's hitting me right in the feels. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, let's get to those feels, shall we? Mm, mm-hmm. So uh, it starts off uh, that we have kind of been looking for a job for a while now. We need to, you know, buy food and gas. And, and like, things. who hasn't been there? You know, like it's true. Instantly we relatable. Bills, we have bills, like, and it and it's gotten to a point where. Well, we're, we will literally take any job that yeah, comes our way. Yeah. Well, you know we're going I mean? to school now. We've got to buy textbooks and all like tuition and, and things like, like gas that. and like so literally anybody who will pay us money, we will do it. This is the uh, level of desperation that we're in. Oh, this is actually interesting. I just kind of ignored this other page, but it actually it actually has the ad that we read. Ooh. Um, do you want me to read it? No. Okay. I won't. <laughs> I just thought maybe it would give us some insights, but uh, so okay. I feel like we have plenty of insights. Okay, all right, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. I won't read. That, it. Well, that happens. I'll, I'll and we it. don't, you know, quote the book that much. Okay, fair enough. I would have just read what's on the page. Yeah. All right, so we we I respond. I mean, if you can paraphrase this, it, I saw that look over there. <laughs> I saw what you. Were, I could paraphrase it in less than two minutes, but I won't. Uh, what? <laughs> So we you can paraphrase that two sentence paragraph you just read. Uh, this is more than two sentences. By, I know, but that's by. what you told me but. to do three pods ago. <laughs> and you apparently haven't let it go at all. So. No, I'm, I'm over it. Yeah, you seem really over it. Can I just start explaining this book now? Would you, yeah, would no, you go ahead. Me? No, okay. I'm into it. Yeah, Th- yeah I love oh, it on so oh, many okay, levels. Okay, yeah. So we're, we're desperately <laughs> searching for a job. We are searching for a job. And we pull up to this... Um, 
old warehouse that's like really dark and we actually drive past an old crematorium that's on the edge of town so we drive past this old crematorium and then we pull up at this dark warehouse and we're like why am i in the middle of nowhere at midnight by this warehouse but we enter it anyway. Yeah, we're like, uh, this is like number one on bad decisions. Yeah, but we're a desperate for a job, and we're going to go get this freaking job. Yeah. So, uh, there's no one in the front entryway when we walk in, but there is a sign that's been hand-lettered, and, you know, it's like written out, warehouse interned applicants this way, and there's an arrow. So we follow the arrow, and we get to this, you know, the manager's office, and the, and the door says, warehouse manager, Mr. Del Grady. And uh, he's an old, it's like skinny dude wearing a striped suit and a skinny tie. And he's instantly like, get in here, you're late. And we're I like, love your Mr. Grady voice. It's so good. Yeah. He's, uh, he talks like this, you guys. And, uh, oh, you're working for the late shift, huh? The graveyard shift. Great. Well, you're late because it's 1201 and get him out here. And we're like, whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa, dude. Like, we, we don't, what's happening? And like, before we know it, he is giving us a tour of the warehouse and he's explaining that we're going to be, like, moving boxes up and down and all around and in and out. And you're going to be busy. You're going to be really freaking busy. you got lots to move. But, Mr. Grady, don't we, like, ever ship the boxes? And he's like, well, yeah, sure. Sometimes we ship things like, like movies and Hollywood, you know, those sorts of things, stuff. Oh, here we go. The red door with the words employees only. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, <laughs> he's kind of a suspicious guy. And this whole complex is enormous. Like there's like you, the, the items that can be moved, like go on so you can't see it anymore. And it like fades into the darkness. Right. So just massive, massive warehouse of stuff. Um, and we're like, well, I haven't even really accepted a job here or anything because he's leading us into the locker room and he's like, this is where you're going to change into your uniform. And we're like, oh, hey, uh, Mr. Grady, I never actually told you I wanted to work here. Yeah, so then he's like, is that like so? Role Let's role play it. I'll be Cherik and, okay. you be, and you be Mr. Grady. Okay, perfect. Okay. Uh, Mr. Grady, uh, this is great and all, but uh, I haven't even really filled out like an application and also I never told you that I actually wanted to work here. Oh, really? Well, you seem like a pretty desperate kid to me, and if you say so, you got the job. But you already said so, because I can see it in your eyes, so you're perfect. It's like a family around here. It's going to be great. You're going to love it. And there's cake and stuff, too. Uh, cake, you say? Yeah, but only on Wednesdays. I'm in. So. Um, but so, like, several days later, we're wandering through the warehouse, like, why in the world did we take this job? Um, the, obviously the money's good, and we've been trying to find another job elsewhere, but, like, our pizza gig fell through. Uncle Charlie couldn't help us out. You know, screw Uncle Charlie. You no, know, he's right? always been like, kind of an ass anyways. He could have fired somebody yeah, else. it's whatever. But uh, now we're a true night owl, and we spend our nights just sending these boxes all around this warehouse um, all night. Moving them from place to place. Yeah. Hey, Eric, how do we move all these boxes well, everywhere? Because it seems like real backbreaking work. Let me tell you, we have a friend with us in the warehouse. A friend? I thought we yes. were the only one that worked well, there. Well, no, let me tell you a little bit about our friend. He is Model B200 Powered Hand Truck. And uh, he's stenciled Beware One for warehouse number one. So he's a little robot. And uh, our assistant, we call him Beware One, naturally. He is really the one who lifts the huge pallets and zips them around. But occasionally, like, we have to really, like, if it's a huge load, we got to study with our hands and kind of maneuver him where he needs to go. Mm -hmm. um, but we also, like, catch ourselves talking to Beware One because he is our only companion here. Naturally. 
Uh, he doesn't talk back, but it's fine. And uh, it's really freaking hot in this warehouse because it's Bro. it's the middle of the hot humid Bro. summer. This is like level three on why I'm related yeah. to this. Yeah, and we were like, wish this heat would give us a break. And then we're like, wow, it's hot tonight, beware, as the sweat oozes down our face. Mm-hmm. So... We are holding up this huge stack of boxes and the sweat's dripping into our eyes, but we can't let go of the boxes or else they're going to tumble off. Eric, what's in the boxes? We don't know, Chad. What? It is a freaking mystery. All the time that we've worked here and the thousands of times that we've asked ourselves what's in these boxes, we've never had the guts to like open one of them. You know, would it be that hard? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so either. But apparently, we are such a good employee that, like, we're not even going to do that. We're no no snoop, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we don't know what's in these boxes, but we're zipping them around left and right and back and forth and up and down. And really, the only explanation that we had was what Mr. Grady told us during an interview, like, for Hollywood and stuff like that. But that kind of seems a little uh, not correct. Uh, so, yeah, we're working the graveyard shift, blah, 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 Oh, he said, so Mr. Grady one time said, I'll be in my office down the corridor, and if you need me, my door's always open. But is it, though? No, it's uh, not been open once. I think he sleeps. And the light is always off. Yeah, yeah so like, I, yeah, I don't think he's He's just, there. like, he's a vampire. Or he's snoozing. Um, is he a vampire? I don't know. That's an interesting That's theory. just something I, you know, floating that as a possibility here. Okay. Um, so this warehouse is would enormous, you, wait, obviously. Wait, would you which, say uh, that we had an interview with a vampire? <laughs> if he is a vampire, then I would say yes. Okay. Until then, it's just pure speculation. We'll cast Mr. Grady as Brad Pitt. <laughs> it's perfect. Okay. Yeah, it's great. And we can be a, a young Kirsten Dunst. Oh, we would make a great Kirsten Dunst. Yeah. Oh, you were about to uh, do the part that comes from behind the door. Right. Oh, right. Okay, so we're working alone with Beware One, per usual. Mm-hmm. And, um, Moving a heavy Everything's load. pretty quiet. There's the occasional, like, sound of machinery, like, boom, chop, Oh, crack. yeah, are we, like, the only, like, there's other buildings and stuff, right? There are other buildings, and while occasionally, like, we do see some dark shadows and silhouettes and other mm-hmm. buildings where they're lit, you know, kind of, you know, the, the silhouettes, because that's what I said earlier, the silhouettes. Yeah. Right. What's the word again? It's a silhouette. Oh, okay. Where, like, Great. somebody's in the window, and you can yeah, only see, like, the like, outline, outline of them of because the, the yeah. light is oh, behind classic. them. You're yeah, exa- like now a freaking you're, thesaurus exactly. over there. Exactly. I pretty much am. So you're welcome for that explanation. <coughs> and uh, <laughs> every night we, you like... You do the void. <laughs> you keep distracting me. It's not all my fault. Uh... Every night we, like, have this list of things that we need to move, and it's like, move this, they're there, and this, and there, and this, and there, but there's never a description of what's inside, right? Great, yeah, and we so, covered that five minutes ago. <laughs> Sorry. It's great. Sorry. It's fine. No, you, it's cool. No, go it's ahead. No, you're doing great. Because well, I was about to get to the good part. Oh, sorry. yeah, no, you're doing a great job. Great. really feel like I am. You're really making me feel good about myself. No, you're doing good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Our reverie, as it says in the book, which I thought was a good word. Oh, that is a good it's word. A, our reverie, it's broken by this, like, blood-curdling howl or scream coming from directly behind Beware and the door behind him. How'd it go? It went, that's my favorite part. Yeah, it's, that's how it says. It. That's like that was from the text, y'all. You can just well, take that was right text. out of it. Quote from the text there. 
yeah. So that's what we hear. And, like, it scares the willies out of us, and we let go of Beware One, and the boxes go everywhere, uh, and it's just fall. a big old disaster, and smash, bang, boom, Did crash. Did they break open so we can see what's inside? Um, no. Apparently not. You know, they just dented a little bit. Mm. Whatever. The scream stops for a second, but then it starts up again, and we're like, is this a person? Is this an animal? Well, someone's in pain. We try the door, but it won't open. However, unlike a lot of the doors around here that have padlocks, this door does not have a padlock, and its hinges are super-duper loose. Like, they're really loose. Like, if we just, like, karate tick kicked the shit out of this door, it would open. Karate, I'll kick your ass. Exactly. Here, Tiananmen Square. Yep. <laughs> or, we could go tell Mr. Del Grady what's going on. He has the keys to all the rooms. What should we do? Uh, the uh, screams start up again, and we have to do something. potentially human, possibly animal screams. Right. Really close to us right now. So, if we try and break down the door, turn to page 20. If we decide to get Mr. Grady in the key, we turn to page 33. Uh, Chad, hmm. how um, knee-jerk reaction are you feeling today? There's a better phrase for that. Oh, yeah. Like, am I in a mood to s analyze everything or just kind of, like, you know, kind of go with the flow? Well, kind of. Like, go with your gut. But also, like, the knee-jerk reaction you would be to break down this door. Uh, yeah. I think that that would be my, like, first instinct is... But also, like, then if I thought about it for just, like, five seconds after that... I would be like, if it is something that is, like, attacking something or, like, you know what well, I mean? If it's, like, somebody, if you're like, oh, somebody needs my help, I'm going to bust the door down and go save them. But also, like, there's something over there that is hurting the person who needs help. Right, yeah. Like, and, like, why do all the doors have padlocks on them? Like, that seems super weird. Well, I guess maybe what's weird for me is what's behind these doors if we're not moving these boxes into them. Yeah. Like it's a warehouse, but no, all... No, we're just moving boxes around one giant room. We're not even moving them from one building to another. It's like we're taking them from the north side of the room to the south side of the room. I don't know. I think we're taking them to different... I know. I don't, no, I think we're taking them to different locations within the same building. Oh, maybe you're yeah. right. Yeah, which is super weird, too. But whatever. I mean, they're paying us well, I guess, you know? Anyway, so, like, if I thought, of, if I, like, my knee-jerk reaction would be, like, we should just bust this door down. But then if I, like, I, I, like, I see myself, like, going to bust the door down and then, like, stopping just ever so briefly and thinking, like, wait a minute, let's, let's actually be maybe a little smart about this and either, one, go get Mr. Grady or just go get his keys, you know? Like, right. maybe he knows what's back there. Right. And maybe these doors are locked and padlocked for a reason. I don't think it's to keep us out. I think it's probably more likely to keep something in. Because the padlocks are on our side of the doors, right? Right. Like, if we weren't supposed to go into the other side, like, they would padlock the other side of the door, not our side of the door. So we couldn't pick the padlock and then go in. But maybe we'll learn something about the warehouse if we go into this room. But maybe we would learn it from asking Mr. Grady, who's been a wealth of knowledge thus far. That's such a lie. He hasn't told us anything. <coughs> and my suspicion is he probably won't even let us into this room. He'll, he'll be like, oh, it's nothing. Don't worry about it. Or he'll be like, let me go check it out. It's fine. You stay right here. Drink some hot cocoa. You know? 
Yeah, but then what if we see a ghost? Well, then we'll be spookied and freak out. <sighs> but that's kind of the thrill of the whole thing, you know? What if we try to get out and then we can't? Like we're locked in the warehouse. We have to escape. It's in the name of the book. Well, okay. Do we want to... I mean, I'd look. Mi, I'm just saying Mr. if we had Grady, a rain of peas that opened all the doors, like that's going to prove to be an invaluable asset. But we're going to have to get them from Mr. Grady. Sure. I mean, he's probably asleep. You think so? Yeah. Do you want to go try and get Mr. Grady? I kind of do. Okay. Like, I'm, I don't know. Like, I just kind of do. I mean... I kind of feel like that's the right... It's choice here. That that's that's what feels right to you. Like it's pretty obvious that we would that Anson wants us to bust the door down. But I think it's less obvious that we would go and get Mr. Grady. And I don't think we'll actually get Mr. Grady because I think it's asleep. I think we'll just get his keys or we'll find some I bet, clever piece of yeah, information. We'll we'll find something else that moves like the story in his along. Office, yeah. Right. Yeah. Going and searching for him instead of what's behind this creepy door. Okay, I'm totally in. Is that I mean, am I off base then? No, I don't think so. I think there's just a lot of the, it's like the curiosity in me if I want to know what's behind this door right now. Yeah. And me I feel too. like maybe I, by I making just, this decision, we're not going to necessarily learn that, you know, because like oh, it could I take us it, in a completely different direction. Not, yeah. yeah. Like with, so I already th- feel like I want to read this book more than once. <laughs> well, for this reading, uh, we're going to go get Mr. Grady. Okay. I'm totally I'm, I'm down with it. Like, I, I think it'll Let, be good. Let's do it. Let's go get the key and turn to page 33. Oh, oh God! Oh man! Oh, this geez. got really creepy. This choice is uh, quite <laughs> an interesting one. If my sister's Julie is listening to this, she should definitely stop listening to it right now because she's going to get really scared. Or just grab a pillow and sit really, really like tight in a ball. And no, just mm-mm. like wait for the madness She'll, to like, be over. Text me and be like, "What are you doing?" Anyway, get out of that warehouse. Yeah. Okay. So. So here's what happened. So we go to Mr. Grady's office to get the keys. Yes, we do. And the door shut and it's dark and whatever. And so we like open the and door. We go bang, bang on the door. And, bang, bang. and we're like, uh, Mr. Grady, uh, Mr. Grady, you're here. And then we like flick on the light and we see him laying on the ground motionless. Weird. And we're like, uh, Mr. Grady, he's like, are you right? And then he like sits up. He, like, jerks up like he was just asleep. And uh, we tell him about, like, the noise coming from the room. Yeah, he's like, what? He's like, what? Huh? <laughs> Which what room? Noise? What? Where? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so, uh, you know, we, we'd fill him in, and he's like, but his, like, foot has fallen asleep. And, uh. Yeah, I like, gotta wait for the pins and needles to leave, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so he Go ta- ahead without me. He tosses us the ring of keys with the master key. Take the master key. It will serve you well on your quest. <laughs> That's exactly what he said. Now get out of here while my foot wakes up. <laughs> uh, anyway, so we go back down the warehouse, but we were, like, having trouble remembering exactly, like, which door it was. Yeah, we're also a little bit nervous because we were hoping that he'd come with us. Yeah, yeah. Like, we didn't want to be by ourselves because right. we were a little freaked out. Right. But what whatevs, you know, and so we're, like... Just basically sucking ourselves up, you know? And so we, like, see this shadowy figure, like, the shadow from, like, yeah. on the side of the... Coming up the hallway. And we're, like, convinced it's, like, some monster. It was, like, limping slowly and weird, like... Yeah, and... for sure. But, no. Turn up, it's just Mr. Grady. 
Yeah, it's just Mr. Gravy. He's taking his sweet time with his asleep foot. It's waking up, though. It's getting better, don't you worry. He should be a voice actor. Every step of the way. Okay, so we find the room that the noise was coming from. And we open the door. And in this room is one desk, a chair. On that desk is a doll wearing a tuxedo holding a bloody knife mm. with blood dripping down the corner, the left corner of his mouth. Yeah. And he is howling. Yeah. The howling is coming from the doll. Totally normal. A totally normal thing. <laughs> like, think of, like, the creepiest, like, um... Well, it's very Chucky-esque. Not Chucky. No. Uh, ventriloquist doll. Like, oh, the creepiest, yeah. most classic, like, 50s ventriloquist doll. Right. But with legs that is holding a bloody knife with blood coming out of its mouth. No, thank you. And it's screaming. Right. It's howling. Yeah. And so Mr. Grady's like, what? This old thing? And he, like, grabs the doll. He, like, walks over there nonchalantly, like, grabs the doll, like, tinkers with the back, and the howling stops. Thank God. And he explains that it's just a, you know, a prop from an old movie. Yeah, this is Peter O'Toole's office. You know, the famous American actor? No, he was, he's the CFO. Oh. He's the chief financial officer for the warehouse. He does all the bills and books. That's it's pretty much the same thing. Yeah. Child actor. Yeah. It's, yeah. A lot of history. Uh, so, Mr. Grady explains that, you know, sometimes, like, the office staff likes to play jokes all on the, each other. All the pranks, the practical jokes. Practical jokes and like to take the scary props. And he's like, look, the knife's not even real and the knife's, like, definitely plastic. Yeah, come on, kid. Touch it. It'll but make I, you feel better. But no, and we definitely don't touch it. But, like, we are still pretty shook up about all of this. Like, it was super creepy. It yeah. really wigged us out. Oh, yeah. Um, and so we're like, uh, Mr. Grady, would it be okay if I just, like, went and, like, laid down for a little bit just to, like, let the nerves kind of have a minute to go away? And then he says, nah, kid, you don't need to lay down. What you need is a pill. Take some pharmaceutical drugs, and I'll really help you. Yeah, no, he he just explains it. You know, he has these pills that'll help you. Uh, it's a homeopathic remedy. It wasn't a pharmaceutical drug. You know, that'll just help calm the nerves. There's nothing illegal or dangerous about him. It was a homeopathical. Yeah. Yeah. Um, both. And so he's like, yeah, I could, I could give you one if you want. It'll calm you right down. Keep going about your job. We've got a lot of work to do. And we kind of think to ourselves, like, well, what if we just went and pushed him to, like, take this nap, and then we went to the break room, but instead of going to the break room, we decided just we don't need this fucking job. run. And we and just leave back. and never come back. Yeah. Ghost the whole place. Pun intended. And I ran. I ran so far away. away. I couldn't get away. Uh, so that's our choice. So if we push Mr. Grady to let you lie down, thinking that you might instead just go home and never come back, turn to page 32. Mm. If you choose to take the pill to settle your upset nerves, turn to page 63. What do you think, Eric? Well, I think we should start popping pills. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's 2018. If somebody was, if I was freaked out and somebody was like, do you want like half a Xanax to help you calm down? I'd be like, yeah, that sounds great. 
To be fair, he didn't specifically say what pill it was. He was just like, it's homeopathic. It'll really help you. He wasn't like, here's the brand name and here's why you can trust me with it. You know? Sure. But also, somebody could tell me it was Xanax and it could be ecstasy and I wouldn't know. Also true. Either way, you're going on the faith of trust in this person. Right. That sort He's of our thing. boss. Like, he wants us to keep working. I think he has our best interest I at suppose heart. that's probably true, yes. He's not yes. going to, like, give us LSD. Right. And well, then expect us to move boxes. Look, it, is it more irresponsible to take a random pill from the boss of the job that you work at? Or is it more irresponsible to run away from your job without having another job lined up when you really need the money? We really need the money. We really need the money. We really need the money. And also, how many? Here's another scenario. What if you're like, man, I have a headache, and your boss was like, hey, I got something that'll fix that right up, and you're like, thank you, you're the greatest, and you take whatever pill, unbeknownst, without knowing the name of it, to make your headache go away, so you can keep working. Yeah, yeah. Raise your hand if you've done that. Everyone listening to this podcast ever. Both of us just did. Yeah. Just for all of you that, I mean, you know that we both raised our hand and just stared at each other. And yeah, so that's happened. Uh, I don't feel like um, this is any different than that. No, and none of those experiences turned out poorly. So like, why should this one? Like, not everybody is like out to get you like in a 1990s, like after school public service announcement. Right. You know? So we should take a pill. Yeah, no, we're going to take that pill right Okay, now. yeah, well, well, let's let's go pop I mean, pills. nothing bad could possibly happen. No, never. 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 Okay. No pill never hurt nobody, I said, I said. Oh, dear, Chad, this was my secret How deep-seated fear. many people have seen The Big Lebowski raise your hand? Both of us have. Okay, that is everyone in the room. Perfect. Perfect. Do you guys remember the part in the middle where they uh, slip the dude, like, some drugs? Yeah. And then he, like, trips hard balls at Jackie Treehorn's place? I just found what the middle was in, whatever that's Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's, like, bowling so, balls. Yeah, and, and he's, like, pretty ladies. The sky yeah, and yeah. It's, it's uh, pretty intense. So. So that happened. Us. So that pretty no. much happened. Uh, we so we take this small white pill that Mr. Grady hands us, and uh, like almost immediately, we feel 100 percent better. There's like this inner warmth that spreads from like the innermost part of our being to mm-hmm. our fingertips and it's toes not the and rum. things. No, it's not the rum. This is not the rum. This is something else. This is something new. This is something strange and delightful. It's and homeopathic. Wonderful. <gasps> and so Grady's like, better now. Get back to work. Lots to do before the next. Uh, production going on in the next couple of nights so it's you know something suspicious is happening and we're like yes sir we're like sure let's go we're, we're slurring like, a little bit but mm-hmm. it's fine we're like whistle while yeah. you work yes yeah and uh, <laughs> so so like the next couple of hours go by and we are just like such a in a pleasant haze and just yeah. hanging out having a good time working we're like what was in that pill but we don't really care because we're just feeling we really feel good about amazing. it amazing and we're here zipping along with our friend beware and you know it's fine and like it feels like it's going by super fast but super slow at the same time so we don't know how long we've been here like doing this 
But what we do think to ourselves is, wow, what a great guy Mr. Grady is. Good Grady. Dooby-dooby. He's an amazing fella, that Grady. He's just the great Grady. isn't he just the greatest? Yeah, it's so wonderful. Like, who could ask for a better boss? You know, like, he's attentive and he's there for us. As you're thinking about Mr. Grady, then everything starts to darken. And at first, that's just the lights, or so you think, but they stay the same, and everything around you seems thicker and scarier and darker and um, odd. Hmm. Suddenly, like, we're looking around, and we're in a huge stage area somewhere deep below the main complex. So either, like, we've transported, or our mind has transported. Most likely the latter. Most likely the latter. And so, like, the ceiling is enormously high above us. And there's like pile, there's boxes, that's what I meant, there's po- there's boxes piled all around us and it's madness. And directly in front of us is like a, it's like a big old wheeled platform, it's almost like a trailer, but it has a grand staircase set in the center of it. With like big old marble steps that lead down to the black and white checkered floor that we're standing on. Mm-hmm. And the lights are super dim down here and everything is dim except for the woman in the brown dress floating down the staircase. I want to just emphasize the word floating. Yeah, floating. That's all. And we're like, who are you? Uh, and we drop the box that we had in our hands and we start backing away because she's advancing Eric, toward us. Uh, pause. Yes. Did the box break open and we found out what was inside? No. No, we, we're not We're not worried about the box right now. We're worried about I'm the still, brown I'm floating woman. Curious. Well, we have bigger fish to fry right now. All right. Um, her eyes are like empty holes of blackness. And the brown dress sparkles brighter than anything else in the room, so, like, it's coming from itself. It's not sparkling or bedazzling from any other light sources. Oh. She reaches the bottom of the stairs and continues toward us. And we stumble backwards. Good. Bumping into the back wall, so we have nowhere else to go. And we look over, there's a door to our right, but the woman in the brown dress is, like, she's almost upon us. So we're like, maybe we don't have enough time, and we're shaking. We reach and grasp desperately for something, and we find a broom. Huzzah! That's leaning against the wall, and we grab it, and we hold it in front of us like it's a sword, and we say, Stop, ghost! And, um... And she does. She pauses for a moment before moving again, and now we have a moment to decide what to do with ourselves. So, if we choose to attack the floating brown ghost with the broom, turn to page 78. If you decide not to anger the ghost by attacking and instead try to talk to the ghost, turn to page 98. Chad, I feel like if there's something that I learned from Ghostbusters, it's that you could try talking to a ghost, Don't but cross it's the beams. probably not going to work. That is one of the more memorable things to recall from Ghostbusters. Very true. But I feel like any time they tried to talk to a ghost, it did not go well. What about Slimer? Right. Bill Murray was like, hey, oh, buddy, you just eating a lot of food. Ah! And then he got slimed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but they were like friends. Slimer wasn't a bad guy. Well, no, but it's not. Not all ghosts they, are bad. Look, they were not friends, Chad. That's just, first of all. I watched too many seasons of Supernatural, and that's the end of that sentence. But <laughs> one thing that I learned was 
sometimes not all ghosts are bad and they're just confused and you have to help them. Well, Supernatural are not the, the leaders of the strange and paranormal. It's clearly the Ghostbusters. I think that we can trust their assessments more than those other people's. Maybe. I'm just biased. I've never seen Supernatural. Oh, so it's I, super I good. You love it. But stop after like season seven. Okay. Heard. Um, uh, so, okay. I don't think that attacking this ghost is going to do any good for us. But well, I also it's don't think that talking to a ghost a is going to be good. Like, I think like... the broom is just going to like go through Right. The yeah. Ghost. Like, what is the broom going to do? Also, the ghost on the front of the book that closely resembles... Well, technically, this she's ghost. in a red dress, and she's holding a bloody axe. I'm just saying, we haven't seen the axe. I bet if we attack it, the axe, axe might come, might out. come yeah, out. That's a that's a fair point. But if we talk to her and see what she wants, right? Maybe she'll be reasonable. Maybe we can reason with her. Maybe also, she won't vomit. I think this is all, all just happening us. in our heads. Might not actually be happening. That's fair. Yeah, we are. We did we take might a, just a be drug like of undisclosed origin. A broom around. Like a crazy person? Like a crazy person and like hitting beware with it. That's kind of a fun image. Yeah, I know, right? Can you imagine the mess right But like in our head, afterwards? we're like fighting this ghost in this epic battle, but then like right. we're not. We're just like in the warehouse going, swish, swish, crash. And Del Grady's like, wow, stop it. What are you? That's my prized vase. Something. Yeah, so we're going to talk to talk. I think we should talk to let's the talk, Let's communicate. Let's, yeah, let's, let's, communicate. let's communicate with the other side. Let's give it at least a try. Let's That's do what it. they would do on Stargate. That's the truth of it. They would go for it. Ay, ay, ay. Oh, okay. Yeah. That, well, that was a lot. Yeah, this got really that interesting got weird. in a strange way. That got weird. That's what's so great about these books, you know? They just take you in directions you just never see coming. Ain't that the truth? Yeah. So. Yeah. We decided to try and make a friend. Yeah. Yeah. Out of this ghost. Yeah. Yo, do you want me to do it? Oh, oh, no. Please do. Okay. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah. So, we uh, say, hey there. Hey there, ghosty. Uh, ghosty, what's up? We come in peace. You know what I mean? <clears throat> and the ghost was like, rain him! Made him! Which I was like, what is Chad trying to say over there? Made him! <laughs> oh, that made everything so much clearer. Thank you. And uh, we're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on there, ma'am. Uh, we dropped the broom. And we're like, uh, hey, name's Cherik. So Pleasure to make your acquaintance. And uh, in a less loud, not quite as creepy voice, she says, oh, it's, it's actually my lady, please. <laughs> uh, I am... Of course, a countess. You may address me as my lady. Our mistake. And uh, and we ask her, you know, hey, well, my lady, what? I mean, what do you want? And she's like, Lauren Townsend. Lauren Townsend is going to be very cross with us. We are having a dinner party later this evening with the with the countess. And oh my gosh, the prime minister is coming, and we just we need to get there so very quickly. We really must be off. So much to, so little to do, so much time. Spitzpot. Scratch that. Reverse it. And, uh. Snozberries taste like snozberries. Bingo. <laughs> you got it. Oh, I was there. And so, um, so not knowing what to do, I we, 
we kind of play along. We're like, oh, well, hey, okay. Well, right. actually, I just talked with Lord Tianzhen, and he says uh, we're not late. We're actually running early. And she's like, clearly you don't know Lord Townsend at all. Well, we're not really well acquainted. We're like, well, I mean, I guess we're not really, like, super yeah, well acquainted. Yeah, but we're, we're, seen we're like, a friend of a friend, you yeah. know, that we, like, met at, like, a work thing. Yeah. Or, like, having drinks or whatever, yeah. you know. And we kind of ran in, and we're like, hey, Tony, we're like, you know. Anyway, she's like, come come along with me. Come along. We have to go meet the Countess. Immediately. Immediately. We must go to Rainham Hall. So, uh, we start following her down this, like, hallway. That's and then we, like, crazy. we're passing, like, the staircase. And we're like, don't you want to take the stairs? And she's like, uh, no, those are fixed stairs. We're like, oh. She's like, clearly those were just props from a movie. And they're fixed stairs. <laughs> right. We're like, oh, right, yeah. Uh-huh. Get it. We got that. Because apparently ghosts are a thing. And uh, <laughs> so she takes us down this hallway. Mm-hmm. And we come to a doorway. Mm-hmm. Um, surrounded with metal, like, steam pipes. Mm-hmm. And the door opens automatically. Eee! Nobody opened the door. It just, it wa- just, it just opened. Wa- yeah, I said hello. And we continue down a long connecting hallway that is lit ever so sparsely by gas lanterns and we walk into a room just as the brown lady stands up behind well stands up i mean she's from behind us she actually she floats up she she starts screaming she's like locked up locked up rain him and then the door slams shut behind us and so we take stock of our surroundings and immediately we are drawn to this large very ornate clawfoot bathtub in the middle of the room. And what's inside the bathtub, Chad? Uh, it's filled with a red liquid. What are we talking like, Jello? No, no, talking like slightly fruit punch. Darker red than fruit punch. Like like a wine, a nice rosé. No, that's not any no, darker. No, more like a, a merlot. Like a yeah, like a merlot. Yeah, but not quite as tasty. Okay. Bloodier, you might say. Bloodier. Yeah, so it's like so a bloody it's Mary. Blood, so it's blood. Oh. I mean, it's a bathtub full it's of blood. A, yeah. Delicious. And and like the stench of the blood just like attaches to our nostrils, like that's all we can smell. And suddenly, a, another lady appears, and she's like, "You will have to excuse the countess." Uh, she appears to be the countess that the brown lady was bringing us to meet. Right, the her, other the other countess. Her name is the Countess Bathory. Bathory, how appropriate. Um, and she is dressed in a very ornate, elegant gown reserved for only but the finest of royalty. Lovely, darling, lovely. <laughs> and this is where it gets weird. As if a bathtub full of blood wasn't already weird. She informs us that the brown lady would like, wanted us, wanted to just lock us up and wait for us to die. But being the gracious host that she is, Mm. there's no way that she would let, you know, wait for that to happen. Right. She wants to expedite the process. Well, yeah, because one, Mr. Grady would notice that we had been gone far too long. Right. And would send for us, and that would be no good at all. Naturally. Because her bathtub is almost full. Just, just shy. I would say 
about one young boy amount of blood shy mm. of being full. How fortuitous. And so, being the gracious host that she is, the Countess Bathory, mm-hmm. gives us two options. Oh, these are great. That's great. Not I, be- I like options. Oh, before informing us of our option, she um, ushers in two guards. The door opens. Two guards come in and grab a hold of us. Ah, uh, yes. They, yeah. Uh, then the Countess informs us. I, being the gracious host that I am, shall let you choose the method of your death. Ah. Which shall be quick and quite so finale. You know, final. Right. How gracious indeed. Indeed. Hmm. And so we kind of play along, if only to buy ourselves a few more minutes to try to figure out how to get out of this pickle. And she says, heights or fire. Oh, well, that's a delightful choice. Finally, I mean, finally, in one of these books, we get to actually choose how we're going to die. That's true. That doesn't come around very that often. Doesn't come, it doesn't happen yeah. often. So yeah. if we choose to be challenged by heights, knowing it will lead to our death, we turn to page 26. Okay. And if we choose to be tested by fire, we turn to page 68. I find the verbiage to be interesting. Challenged and tested when like the outcome is like really only one thing, you know? Certain death awaits. Right, yeah. So yeah. like... What is the challenged by heights? Yeah, I'm challenged by them as I plummet to my impeding doom. Um, I mean, what, what do you want to do? I mean, tell, you tell me. I mean, look, I would. I think heights, um, I'm more interested in heights than burning t- to death. Oh, okay. Um, let's consider how we might get out of these situations. Okay. If we were to be killed by height... We could potentially sprout wings and fly ourselves to safety. Assuming this is all a dream caused by these hallucinogenic drugs. Or maybe it would be like the Big Lebowski and we find ourselves a little magic carpet. Also true. I'm just saying, like, how do you solve, like, falling to your death? Like, there's not that many options, right? Like, gravity is a thing that you can't just get rid of most of the right, time. Right, right, Like, what do you, like, try to grasp at a tree branch or something? But we're also in a warehouse, so, well, like, I bet there's not many trees. getting at is you feel like there are more... more ways uh, to extinguish a fire than there are. You know what? You know what, Chad? You always go for the fire. And usually fire, so it doesn't it. go very well. Do you uh, remember the last time you were like, let's light a fire in this building? How bad yeah, did it go? It and then we, like, down suffocated ourselves to death. Right. I really don't think that there are many more ways <laughs> to escape from fire than there are Wind, from... water, <laughs> a fire extinguisher that happens to be nearby. Okay, well, what, what, I mean, like, I feel like the chance to escape from height is going to happen before we get to the top when they push us off, right? Like, we have... What if we get pushed off, it's game over, son. Right. But, like, once they start a fire under our ass and we're tied to a post... But then we also have sure a it's weapon. Over. What? What weapon? Do we fire. Have? We could, like, bust off... We, like, bust off How the are post we gonna and use then we fire grab a stick a ghost. full of fire. How are you going to use height against a ghost? Well, I'm not even trying to use anything against them. I just want to... Oh, man. I... <laughs> you know... We can do heights. Well, I don't, I don't just want you to concede. <laughs> but, like... <laughs> Look, Will I'll, you just let me die by fire, and then we can come back and do the heights one next? Oh, my God. Now you're asking me to concede. 
Yeah, one of us has to. That's how this works. So what you're saying is neither of us really has the like capability to persuade the other one. She asked us which way we want to die. I'm almost certain both of these lead to certain death. Well, look, why don't you choose fire and I'll choose height? Yep. And we'll just see who survives. We've never done that. <laughs> like, is that even a thing? I don't even, we can't really even do well, that. I don't know. I mean, would that be like two endings and we'd only have one more? Well, I would think so, for sure. I mean, one of these is surely an ending. Well, that's, yeah, I don't, maybe both of them are endings, but at least one of them is for sure. Mine's not. What? Did you just, you just looked ahead. Yeah. That is not cool. <laughs> but you didn't look at mine. No. No, you just looked at yours. Yeah. So we should go with mine. Okay. No, we'll go with yours. Heights. Heights it is. Okay. okay. Heights. The one that we don't know what's going to happen. I didn't know. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen. I just know that it's not, that not an immediate end on that, ending. On that yeah. Okay. I just, the page we turned to did not have at the end on it. Okay. Well, we'll see if this one does. Okay. <laughs> well, well, it did take an interesting well, turn. It did. It did. So, uh, suddenly, folks, suddenly we're on top of a catwalk, high above the floor of the storage hangar, and there's the huge machines below us, and there's a purplish glow, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. the Countess is behind us with a huge spear, and she pokes it at us. She's like, meh, meh, move, meh, move, get, meh, get, <laughs> and, um... She wants us to, like, climb toward one of the industrial hanging lights. Yeah. And that it, it's just it, a challenge. Yeah. If we can make it to it, we look. We get another test. Oh, is what sure. She says. So she's just, like, testing us until we, until we die. Yeah. Um, but if but we fall. But if we succeed in all the tests, we would never die. Unless there is just a never-ending amount of tests until we die. And that we always succeed at. Right. So that's, like, yeah. kind of being, like, in purgatory. Maybe. Sounds but pretty But not terrible. dead. After a while, I might rather be dead. Anyway, we rush at the Countess, batting aside the spear with a desperate strength, Meh. and then, like, she just reaches out with one hand, and we fall down twitching. She's like, Whoosh, enough of you, mortal. Mm. Now climb to the light, she says. And we climb toward it, hand over hand, inch after inch, slowly creeping toward it, and we hold on to a too thin of a support beam, only a few feet away from the light when suddenly the metal dips. Our tiny and it pulls away from the ceiling out. and we fall dramatically to the floor. <laughs> and wake up with Mr. Grady standing over our heads. Hey, hey there. He's hey. sweating and he looks scared. You're awake, he says. And he grabs us and he helps us up and we were like, Well, wow, the room was spinning and we were falling and at the same time, we both ask each other, what happened? What happened? No, let's do it. What, what happened? happened? That's good. Thanks. That's solid. And then Mr. Grady is like, you were just standing here one moment, and then the next moment, like, blam, you mumbled something, and you were on the floor like a house of cards. And you're, and then we were like, whoa, when did this happen? Like, like you're thinking what? about the brown lady and the countess, and like yeah, everyone's coming we, back to us. And, and he was like, just now, not more than two minutes ago. And we're like, we were like, must well, have been that pill yeah, that you gave ooh, me. I don't know what's going on. He was like, but that was just a breast mint, honestly. And that's the, that's the, the end. end. That's the end. So he gave us a breath mint. And then we... Tripped balls? Tripped balls and imagined ghosts? Or was it all real? 
Or was it all just a dream and were we taking a nap? I don't know. Did we pass out because it was so hot in the warehouse? We'll never know. Never. It is the true mystery. Interesting. Well, this was a fascinating ending, at least. Mm-hmm. Little, little thing. An ending, said. nonetheless, though. Well, this is true. Huh. But an ending so that did not cho- end on the same page your, your that it began. Your choice was an ending. Right. Huh. Well, we'll just see how what your choice is. Huh. Because I want to go back to it. Okay, I think we should do that first right right now right no yeah we're going right back yeah and uh and then i'll we'll uh talk about our you know sponsors and friends and stuff oh absolutely after that oh okay but you want to jump right over here first i just i just want to read that fire thing first Read read the fire we're gonna read the fire we're gonna go test ourselves by fire hi hey everybody just kidding um, okay, so we decided to choose death by fire. Yes, we did. Huh? And amazing things happened. You know what? I like amazing could you things just happened. Not rub it in my face. It was <laughs> rub it in my oh, face. My name's Chad. I'm so good at these choosing adventure, adventure books. books. I, I just know I know how to navigate them, and I'm so proud of my skills. That was, my, that was my chat impression. It was the best that chat was impression pretty much, I've yeah, ever heard. Like, that sounded more like you than you do. Yeah. Let's just be real. I, do you want to just do both sides of this pod? I, I could. I don't need you. You don't need me. Yeah. You got this. It's fine. You can just go take a nap. Oh, that'd be great. But first, you should probably say Oh, yeah, the, since the, I read the, it. Okay. You read, yeah. So, uh, long story short, we get put on a giant, like, fiery, like, you know, Salem witch hunt, like, fire pit thing. Right. right. Giant post. Right fire below us the countess hurling balls of fire at us yeah it's great but she misses like the first one misses she's a bad shot and uh it hits above our head and then the second one like hits low and and so then we decide to be like kind of razz her a little bit yeah, because like if we get her worked up maybe it. she'll like keep missing and not hit us with a giant ball of oh, fire yeah. right and so we're like you know, says something like "airball, airball," and we'd be like, "We need a pitcher, not a belly itcher." And like we say all these like really corny, like you know, like sports things. Yeah, yeah, trying rouse her up a little bit. Anyway, um, and so just as she's about to launch another shot at us, wham, boom! A door flies open behind her, and a like, bony hand reaches out and grabs her arm before it can, like, hurl another ball of fire at us. Mm. Eric, guess who it is? You already know. It's Mr. Grady. Ah, it's Mr. Grady. Yeah. But I'm so, here to save you. So, and he yells at the Countess, and he says, Enough, Countess. Now you go back to your room, or I will lock you back up. Yeah, but he says it all like this. Yeah. And I can't do that voice. Oh, uh, no, I just, yeah. And also, I feel like now, like, he maybe is, like, a little bit more composed. You know what I mean? Like, that voice right. was, like, kind of in a little bit of an act to throw people off. Oh, You so know, the, and so, okay. like, I think he's just, because he has a little bit more of, like, a presence, like, an aura uh, to him. You know what oh, I mean? Now he's more So, like, like maybe he's still a little growly, but yeah. he's, like, a little bit more refined. He's, he's not as off the cuff and ridiculous. Yeah. Okay. That, that makes sense. And uh, so he... You know, gives the countess uh, a talking to. Right. 
and then he tells the orders the guards to put out the fire and return to their quarters and then he gets a ladder and helps us down from the pike and we have many 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 questions like, lots of who questions. is the countess what is going on here who's the brown lady where were those guards why did they try to light us on fire right why do you know about all these people what's going on again why did i almost die uh also what's going on here right did i mention that one i think a couple times and so he takes us back to his office and makes us a cup of horrible coffee it's so gross so gross people awful um but when he he's we start to ask him all these questions he's like okay listen i'm gonna give you two options here before i answer all of the things that you've just asked I want to ask you if you really want to know the answers to these questions. Because let me tell you what, if you want to, you can leave this office, you can leave this warehouse, you can go home, and eventually you'll forget about this place, and it'll appear to be nothing but a dream, and eventually you'll forget that dream, and you can go on living your life. Or, if you must know, I can take you to meet my boss, who I don't think we really know his name. No, yeah, nothing is indicated as to who this boss man Just is. Just his boss, the head of the warehouse. Right. But he's like, let me warn you. Uh, knowledge is power, but you might not always want that knowledge. Like, for example, do you, would you want to know all the things that you've ever accidentally eaten in your whole life? Hmm... Would you want to know that you accidentally ate a spider or that that waiter blew a burger like booger onto your a, burger, a, a burger on your burger, a burger on your burger. And you ate that too. Mm. Or you accidentally ate whatever. That's a bona fide gold burger right there. Yeah. So, you know, you, do you want to know? Um, would you want to know those things? Like, right. you know, this is a very like ignorance red is pill, blue pill scenario. Here. Like, yeah, sometimes ignorance can be bliss. And maybe you think you want to know, but you don't. And then he says something that's, I, I'm going to quote the text here. Please do. I was hoping you would. That last sentence? Yeah. And he's like, are you the monkey who has to know? Or are you the sheep willing to graze in obliviousness? But... So, if your curiosity and demand for knowledge outweighs your desire for home, we turn to page 9. If you decide to get out of the warehouse and never come back, we turn to page 93. Eric. Oh, Chad. Mm-hmm. There are many things in life that I don't know. Many. There are many things in life that I want to know. Agreed. Uh, even Do you want to know why a warehouse full of ghosts exists? Yeah, I mean, yes. I, I kind of do. I feel like until it fades out of my memory, I'm going, like, this is one of those decisions that I would regret. Like, I know, like obviously, like, he, he's definitely fade. warning but us. But it, it will fade. Like, you'll forget. Like, you'll, you'll... Right, but I'm saying until I forget, like, it's going to be pretty present in my mind. I know. But Maybe that seems like a big deal but now. But it will but only like, be like for a short, brief moment right, okay, all right. in your, yeah, of your that's, life. That's fair. That's fair. But like, what am I missing out on? You know, like what? Can I tell you what I think will happen? Well, sure. If we choose either one of these things. I think Pitch we go home. The future. It's uh, simply that. 
Right. We go home, we forget. Seems to be the way that toys would go. And I mean, I don't think there's anything better, more right. exciting that right. happens once we get there. Probably not. Uh, except for maybe like small chance that like the Countess like kidnaps us on our way out and we die and Mr. Gay doesn't know. That could be cool. Like infinitesimal chance. Right. I think if we choose knowledge, that we become the new caretaker for this warehouse. That kind of makes sense. Yeah, we, we like we like become the new Mr. Grady. Mr. Grady, yeah. Mm-hmm. I could see that. I think that's how this probably will go either I way. I could see that. So now we have to ask ourselves, like, do we want this job? And, and, it's like not at the museum. It you know is. what I mean? He yeah. just wanted to be a security guard. Right. But also, like, now you're in charge of all these things that come to life at night. Right. Well, so and do you really this, want that job? Like he wanted to go home and like ditch, joy, right? or like yeah. did he actually like? Are these ghosts kind of now like are going to be our like our friends? You know, Mr. Grady kind of seems like. To do get we need to like go them. to school? They have like respect you know, like, for each other. Probably like quit school and, and like, ghost like school. You know what I mean? Like we're we're not going to go get that degree that we wanted, and right. our right. life is going to forever change on a different trajectory than right. we had planned. Right. But is that is that a bad thing? Well, I mean, how many people get to spend their lives taking care of a ghostly? But warehouse? also, we probably can never talk about it. No, for sure not. It kind of seems to be a little bit lonely. It's lonely in the warehouse, anyways. And who's this boss? I don't know. Bad horse, potentially. What? Bad bad horse. I mean, that's a good. That's yeah, a reference I mean, that went over your head. I reference something that Chad is not familiar with. It's fine. It's good. We'll just move what on. Is, what is that? A is that film? Doctor Horrible's sing along blog. I've Doctor Horrible's sing along blog. Yeah, yes. I've seen it once. Bad horse, bad horse, bad horse, bad horse. Nope. Yeah, it's, no, it's mm -hmm. good. It's, well, all right. Anyway, it's probably not bad horse. So, what if it is? Anyway, it I kind of want. You know what? I kind of want to. I kind of want to know the things. I mean, for reals. I. I mean, I do too. This is like a once in a lifetime opportunity. That's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like I would regret it if I didn't learn and understand more about like death and ghosts and all, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And like, how yeah. many people get the opportunity to learn more about this sort of thing? Not many. Not many. Not many, my friend. Let's do it. All right. Let's gonna turn to page nine. Wowzers. Wowzers. What a twist ending. Oh my gosh. That was my like brain getting blown up by this ending. Pieces. Bits and pieces. Holy crap. So. I did not. Oh. You know what? We should have seen this coming and we didn't. Oh, it's. It's, we totally it's totally should've. like yeah. No, we just, totally should have. You know, if we were on our A game. Gosh, we're idiots. Dang it. Ugh. So, <laughs> we tell Mr. Grady that we want to learn more about the secrets of the warehouse. Yeah, no, clearly. And he's like, odd choice, but I'm glad that you've, uh, you know, done this, and you may want the Countess to have finished her job. Ha ha ha. Ha ha hearty heart. And we're like, dude, that laugh's getting so tiresome. Screw you, Grady. Take us to your boss. Yeah, he's like, look, I'm tired. Let's do this or I'm out of here. And he's like, like, I've almost died twice tonight. Yeah. Wish you were that simple, kid. Follow me. So uh, we follow Mr. Grady, and we feel kind of like we're floating, which is strange. And uh, soon we're in an area of the warehouse that we've never been to before, and Mr. Grady leads us down a, a, a long iron rot. Uh, <laughs> going to strike that and reverse that. Rot iron staircase. Um, 
it gets really hot the farther we get down in China. We're both like, oh, God, we're going to hell. Uh, we're going to meet the devil himself incarnate. Um, but yeah, thankfully, I'm like, no, we're going to hell. <laughs> we're going to the furnace. Uh, and there's like just piles and piles of coal, and there's six different furnaces going full bore, and men shoveling coal into these into these uh, furnaces, and they are smoky and blah blah blah. And we come to a door that says "Administrative Head, Mister Tory Perga." <laughs> so we go inside. Tory Perga, it's Purgatory. Get it? It's like reversed. If it was last name, first name, it'd be Purgatory. Yeah, last oh, name Perga, first name Tory. Gonna go all the way down this story, burning in the furnace. What's up, yo? I'm gonna stop rapping now because I'm not really good at it. So, inside you the room, doing good there. <laughs> oh, thanks, thanks. I, I figured I better stop before I got a, you know ahead of myself. So it's uh, the room, Mister Tory Perkins' room, is like cool and sweet smelling and like white, just totally different from the furnace With room like that we were just in. Jet black desk. Yeah, the, that's the like desk carved is, out of yeah, one piece of stone. Like a solid piece of granite or obsidian or something. And there's the man with the well-fitted dark gray suit who's like watching this wall, which has all sorts of um, security uh, camera views and spreadsheets and things. You know what I pictured? Do you know in like the second Matrix movie when they go and like meet the uh, oh that dude? Yeah, he's just like sitting in the room. And he's like sitting in the room and there's just like TVs yeah, everywhere. Yeah. that's what I'm picturing. It's definitely it's just like that. And uh, Mr. Grady is like, well, Mr. Perga. And we can tell that he's like a little bit um, nervous around his mm -hmm. boss here. And he's like, we're here. I mean, the situation we had earlier, you know, the countesses and things like that. And Mr. Perga's like, indeed I do, Grady. Indeed I indeed do. Indeed I do. I do know, mm -hmm. yes. He waves his hand like at the back wall and it transforms from the uh, security cameras to a mirrored surface for an instant before turning into a view of the Tuscan countryside with olive groves and trees swaying in the breeze. It looks super duper real, guys. It's really weird. It's crazy. But for the moment that it transformed into the mirror, we, we were able to lock eyes with Mr. Perga, and they're very dark, darker than Mr. Grady's eyes, and he's got a neatly cropped beard and a nose that just, like, cuts down the front of his face. And um, we did not really like looking into his eyes. No. So we're like, we're getting impatient. We what happened tonight? Yeah, we got the willies. We were still, like, we're still scared from whatever happened. And we're like, Mr. Grady said that I'm not dreaming, but I think this has to be a dream. What's happening? What's the warehouse? Why am I here? And Mr. Perk is like, the best way to answer those questions is to ask you one. What is your name? And we're like, well, Shit. it's the... Uh, but a strange fog has come into our brain and prevents us from answering automatically, as we have so many times in the past. We're like, and we, no, and we no, struggle. no, see, yeah. and, and we're like, see what and the deal is. Like, like my Uncle Charlie, Uncle Charlie was going to give us a summer job, but yeah, he didn't the have landscaping business. People, and, and so started working for Mr. Grady. And, and so we decided to come work for Mr. Grady because we had to make money. We had but to Mr. get Perga gas. But Mr. Perga cuts us off. He's like, I didn't ask you about your Uncle Charlie. I asked you your name. Some other questions to consider are, are like, how long have you been working here? Why is it always summer? Where do you live, etc., etc. You try to like we're trying to remember these things, Cheer. but we just can't no. seem to get okay. it. Okay, no, my name. No, we my don't know. My name is Cheer. We don't know. We, no, my we, name is we feel so empty and drained, and so much more scared than before. And then Perga says, "We're a warehouse for the things that can't advance. You are relatively new." And uh, he goes on to explain about our murder that happened in the storage warehouse and how it was so traumatic that we became stuck here. 
it was a whole like workplace rage thing and we barely knew like the other person shooter. he killed 13 people before the police got to him and then we're just shocked we're like what do you mean my murder and then like we tried to we you know glimpse of fleeting glimpse of our memory and the and the murder that happened and everything you know what you know, so, like, I feel like that was a real flashback moment, you know? Yeah. And in my head, I was trying to think of, like, what would be, like, the good, a good song for, like, that flashback moment. Mm-hmm. And uh, you remember that one song by The Cutting Crew? It's like, oh, I just died in your arms tonight. Must have been, been something to say. I just died in your arms tonight. Yeah, that was it. That's the song for the cutscene. He died in in the arms of Mr. Grady. Probably not. Um, Maybe. I mean, who knows? And so, like, Mr. Perga says that they decided to integrate us into the warehouse in, in, like, a measured manner. So, Mm -hmm. like, the whole work that we were doing was intended to slowly give us the basis to understand our unique situation. And, like, we're actually, like, putting together, like, different haunts and things. That's why we're moving the boxes from place to place. Right. And then, like, you know, things kind of got out of control, and the countesses are more troublesome than most of the other haunts combined. And, you know, they enjoy tormenting those younger and weaker than themselves. But, it, like, we keep fighting it. We're like, it's not true. I'm not some it's stupid not ghost. It just My can't be true. My name is... But Mr. Perkins says, you're not stupid, but you are a ghost. You are a ghost. And he's like, look, feel the back of your head. Now get back to work. We're behind schedule. And so, like, numbly, we, we, we reach back toward the back of our head, and our hand touches the sharp edges of the hole in our skull. And we feel the soft matter, the brain matter left within our brain. And then our hand drops back to our side, just, like, shocked and destroyed. And we wipe the blood on our pants, and we get back to work. The end. I, I just, how did we not see that we were already dead this whole time? I think it was coming? so, it's, it's one of those things where it's so obvious, you just, you don't really think about it. It's totally, it's, it is the sixth sense twist. I mean, like, that's, that's it. If, like, if, if, how do we even include into we feel like we're floating, you know, like, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, kind of thought that was strange. Times, you I know, kind, like we were felt like we were floating down right. the hall. But uh, yeah, no, definitely. Uh, didn't really pick up why didn't we? So. Kudos. I'm clearly not as good as these books. Kudos to you, you Anson Montgomery, as uh, as you think I am. Well, I mean, look, as far as it goes, you're at least like fifty fifty, if not sixty forty. You Thanks. know, like you do a really better solid than book. average. It's hard to predict exactly what's going to happen in these books. Well, you never know. I really thought that my vampire thought about Mr. Uh, Grady was going to uh, be it, right, it but, could it, be. but I honestly, don't know he's it, probably dead too. He, pro- I mean, yeah, I feel like anybody who works in those warehouses probably like at least at yeah, least they're, they're dead, dead or they're in the Perga of Tory. So, you know, it's I really thought it was going to be the devil. Yeah, I did. Like, I didn't think. Is that he, he in charge of Purgatory? Book. No, I don't know. No, he's no, not. It's no, because purgatory, you haven't gone to hell or heaven. You're just trapped in between the yeah. nothingness, between death Oh, they and cover this and... in Supernatural as well. Oh, well, I should. I really got to watch the show. Yeah. Get all sorts of insights. Um, Chad, I feel like we should probably just, you know, call it. 
You know, I was kind of thinking that too. Like we've only done two endings, but but we've been here for a uh, considerable. Well, not of time. that, but I I feel like uh, not only that. Like I'm sure if we picked one of these other things, it would. You know, I feel like we picked one of the more successful like ventures through this story. We probably did, but again, there's only fourteen, 14 endings. endings. But um. I don't know. Like, I feel like the story is just really complete right now. It is. Well, you know, like, and that that's was a, like yeah. my thing. Like right now, I feel like we had an ending, like where we died, kind of. Like we thought we died again, but right. we're not really dead. But we're already but, dead. But we were right? like awake, but we just, like, but kept asleep, working. But yeah. But I feel like this ending just really like wouldn't just inform all other endings. Right. You know. Like, right. If there was another ending where Anson decided that we weren't dead the whole time, I would be a little upset, and right. I kind of don't want it, that to happen. Right. Well, this is a really good and interesting ending to end on. I think so. For sure. And we'll just, we'll never escape from the haunted warehouse. He gave us so many options to just leave. He's like, just go, man. Yeah, just, he's like, just, just go. go leave and don't turn back. purgatory and move on. Yeah. And we were like, no. Yeah. <laughs> we want to know more. We were like, get out of here. Move on with your life. And we were like, no. I want to know. I want to know. You know what I mean? He was giving us an opportunity to go one way or the other, and we were just like, no. Yep. I don't want to. Yeah, it's true. But uh, it's fine. Now we're just... You we're... don't always get what you want. That's right. But if you try sometimes... You just might find. You get what you need. Yeah, yeah. Oh, baby. So, there's that. Did we learn anything? <laughs> Did we learn anything? What did you learn? What did we learn today? Oh, that's a tough one. I don't know if I really learned anything, except, I don't know, like, always watch out for the you're dead the whole time, like, trope. Right, yeah, always make sure that you're alive. Remember to check the back of your head. Is there something, like, that we can apply to this like existential crisis we were having at the beginning of the book where it's like everything was not going our way. Well, look, I think it's just important to apply that, like, like the, the fact that we were dead the whole time and really draw some like big philosophical like point. Like I'm sure maybe we, we are sometimes, enough. you know, we feel like we're dead and it's, and there is no hope. Right. There's like no way out. And we and we continue to trudge on in the monotony of our life. In fact, the only real thing that we need to do to feel alive is just to leave that monotony and to abandon the valley of remorse that we've dug ourselves into and climb into the... Uh, hills of sunshine happiness <laughs> that well you know what like did you buy any of that I bullshit did. that i just no, said I, I feel like that's kind of legit chad because you know we get so um steeped yeah. uh, in what we're and at like, and like and what like we're in right now and yeah what we're doing and we're like look everything that we want to know is right here and everything we want to learn is right here when really there's so much else that we could be exploring and learning outside elsewhere. of here like right. that's where right if you feel stuck like don't just keep doing this like fucking go right there's gonna be another job 
even if you're looking There's for another be job, another just opportunity. Yeah, it, never you know, give up and don't feel like you have to settle. The sun will come out tomorrow, but your bottom dollar's that tomorrow. There'll be sun. Sun. And yeah. fun. Fun. Yeah, it's good. So... I think that anyway. was great. That's a brilliant, brilliantly said. Well said. Okay. I we, mean, we I think learn that something. we learned something. That was, that's a big, that, that's a big We drew, drew a big truth out of there. Yeah. Bullshit. It's amazing what you can do when you dig a little bit deeper, you yeah. know? Dig a little bit deeper. Well, uh, I'll just say a quick, you know, uh, thanks to our friends who helped make this podcast happen. Visit us at our new website on the line, uh, trekpodcast.com. Thanks to our friends at Mirror Shift, Blackbird Review, and Dubert Creative. Yeah. And uh, also, big shout out to Peter's Pickled Pig Feet, which is the um, official sponsor. sponsor for today. Peter's yes. Pickled Pig Feet. They're See, really tasty. Fast. Yeah, it's a fun alliteration. And uh, I've, I don't know if you've ever had pickled pig feet before. I know it sounds really weird, but if you like pickled pickles, which are just cucumbers and they're pickled, but they're called pickles, like pickled pig no, feet. No, like double pickled pickles? Double pickled pickle? Like, are, are you talking like, like a pickled pickle? Like, is it first like dill pickle? pickled and then is it like sweet and sour pickled? Or no, like it's like a pickle that's been pickled again. Pickle, it's, it's double pickled. Yeah. I don't know. I've never had. Maybe I have had like one. a pickled pickle. It's a pickled pickle. It's a pickle that's been more pickled. Yeah, but we're talking about pickled pig feet. Well, so I, I well, I wonder if Peter has double pickled his pig feet before. I don't know. What I mean, what is, is that a thing? Does he have double pickled pig? I've only been in there I, once. I've only be, I've um, only really been to his place one time, and, and I'm not all, a big yeah, pickle fan. Yeah, and well, and look, we only really tried his his regular like classic well, yeah, classic pickled, pickled pig feet. feet. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, they're in bars all over town, that's so I mean, you true. can find them. But I mean, it's like if you want to try some of his more interesting. Uh, oh, feet, go by the shop and, and, yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's got some he's really, got some, like, really intriguing. He'll let you yeah, like get in on his like testers where he's. Oh yeah, he's a, look. He's know. a super friendly guy, and he loves our podcast. So yeah. um, thank you for listening, Peter. Yeah, I think thanks, he likes. Pete. I mean, what else are you gonna do while you're just sitting around pickling pig feet all day? You know. You it's a long process. To, listen to Cherick. So, yeah. Uh, Peter does it. You guys can too. You can pickle pig feet and listen to our podcast. Clearly. Um, so, yeah. Peter's pickled pig's feet. You guys, like, yeah. check him out. He's fabulous. And so are his pickled pig's feet. So, uh, I think that's a, that about wraps it up. Yeah, good thing. Thanks for reminding me about Pete. Totally Absolutely. No, I wasn't going to let it go. Uh, you had said that we were going to catch it later, and then, you know, got your back. Got your back, well, buddy. and then I just got really, like, deep in thought. Well, yeah. I mean, the endings took pros. took an interesting turn, and then, we, you know, our minds went elsewhere. But we circled back, and uh, for all of you who hey, have yeah. remained with us and listened to hear about Peter's Pickled Pig Feet, we really appreciated it. And if you can't pickle a pickle, like, I'm kind of curious about that now. So, you know, let me know. Yeah. Have you pickled a pickle? Do some pickle experiments. Is there a double pickle pickle? Can you pickle a pickled pickle? Oh, a triple pickle pickle. A triple pickle? A triple pickle. <laughs> huh. it's, got, it's got a good ring to it. You probably sell a lot of those. At what point does it just become, you know, like a crazy... Oh, okay, I already have a tagline, though. If you love pickles, you'll love our triple pickle. Because <laughs> it's like eating three pickles at once. Oh, I I can't even. The triple eat one pickle. pickle. Eating <laughs> eating three pickles at once. <laughs> it's like it's a super pickle. It's so you pickly. know like those little tiny pickles that they, yeah the little baby pickles. maybe those yeah, are like the, triple the, pickles the like that you they pickle just up like, down like so a cucumber tiny. is really big and then it becomes a pickle <laughs> that's like 
a little smaller, right? And you then you what? pickle it again. And but it to be real, a though, smaller. those are like kind of my favorites. And then you pickle it again, and you get those like those are the best. Little, like, those are the best pickles, man. Those little cucumber, like the little pickles that you find in solid. Bars. Now we'll call them the cute triple pickle. The, the triple pickle. <laughs> okay. Well, we could talk about pickles for hours, uh, but we won't. So. Uh, pickle, pickle. Thank you for listening, y'all. Really appreciate yeah, you. Yeah, you guys are the best. Thanks for hanging out with us on another adventure through the haunted I, warehouse. I really liked this book. It was great. I, it, it was, was fantastic. I would read it's, more of it. I would read it again. I would. Yeah, definitely intriguing. Um, so until next time, y'all. Uh, I've been Eric. I've been Chad. And together we have been bringing you this story as Cherry. That was so scary. Bye, y'all. <laughs>